Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? This is Jeff from BKJ Mag TV, and this is the BKJ Mag Podcast TV Experience coming to you live from Brooklyn, New York. Season three, episode seven. So let's get into it. Today's episode is we're going to review. Um, it's been a while. Uh, BMF season two. Yes, BMF season two. We talked about the explosion of BMF season one and how it set the trend. It was a eight episode limited series. Uh, the show was created by Fifty Cent, um, Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson, who was who brought the show to stars, and now who's actually having regrets about it, and he has a deal with Fox. But anyway. So, it's a show that was created by 50 Cent based on the real-life characters, Demetrius Flannery and his brother, and and how they um, created the drug game back in the 1980s, a non-violent drug game. So, this show explored the the BMF television series explores the life of the Flannery brothers in in old Detroit city in the 1980s so let's get into it um this is coming from the nocturnal um website and uh, this article was written by Julian Cannon yes Julian Cannon um let's get into it this week's BMF managed to resolve every story that was set at the start of season one while also making more making more intrigued for the next one so basically it answers a lot of the questions but before i get into the big stories that were resolved i have to bring up that brian's son has been arrested and will most likely be charged for the murder this is a rare occurrence in these days of television for young teenagers to be put in these situation it is detroit in 1980 so this topic like these could not be ignored i do believe that this could be a vehicle to add more for detective brian's plot progression for the third season so especially since the gun was being mickey's uh so for anybody that hasn't been paying attention to bmf season two or season one uh detective brian is basically Corrupt, he starts off as a corrupt detective, but eventually he's on the task force of trying to bring BMF down. And uh, his son, he his son gets into a lot of issues at school with a school bully. And as we see through the episodes, because this season, season two, has 10 episodes, um, Sars was able to give it two more additional episodes we see the progression of how he um, um detective brian hasn't been a good father to his son and his son really lacking that masculinity leadership in his life because it was to the point where his son was so afraid and traumatized to report to report the bully that had been harassing him that he ends up taking the gun okay i'm gonna give spoiler alerts here um who haven't even seen it yet he takes out the gun and and basically commits a violent act against his school bully, causing him to be arrested. Um, and yeah, that's what he means that he will be charged down the line because the act was murder. 
and the gun that he used was B Mickey. So B Mickey is a drug is a drug dealer who works for BMF. And if, as you see throughout the throughout season two, he is exposed as an undercover, as a confident informant. And uh, because he's a confident informant, uh, he lets he tries to set up BMF with Detective Brian. But eventually he turns around and basically tells Meech and his brother that, you know, he's working as a undercover and basically saves um, Big Meech from getting arrested um, the first time around by the by Detective Brian. As you'll see, you'll see it in the episode as it goes in without mentioning too much about the plot. The next part is the emotional scene of the episode goes to the goal goes to Goldie. Goldie was played by Monique Parker. Uh, um, Goldie, as she had to cut her sister's life support as her health was getting worse due to AIDS, Monique put on a great performance of great of good acting on the scene as it really stood out. Um, long hand long long story short, uh. Monique's character Goldie gets into some serious drama and now the wrong people are after her and her sister is begging her who's on life support says please cut it off and just go 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 and she's willing to basically sacrifice herself in order to protect her sister who's been taking care of her so it's a sense of family in that scene and the, the scene is very emotional because she's basically making the decision to take her sister who she's been financing to keep her on life support and now has to take her off so that scene really plays out so pay attention to that scene if you if you do watch uh season two of bmf also it is over for lucille and charles as she is officially getting a divorce later uh, it was sad to see this happen, knowing the context in it as it was expanded from the BMF documentary that Stars released a few months ago. Another thing that was sad is Meech banning B. Mickey from ever rejoining BMF ever again. I honestly could not blame him for this decision. So basically, they get a divorce. Charles and Lucille, the parents of Big Meech, uh, they get a divorce because of... Uh, because of Charles's infidelities and not being faithful to his wife. So she finds out about it. She kicks him out. Uh, he tries to apologize, but things are not comfortable. And eventually they part their separate ways, but they're still friends in the relationship. B. Mickey, on the other hand, he's caught talking to some people and his detective, Brian, and is not giving up and people big meech people catches that from the side all the way from the side and decide that b mickey is not to be trusted anymore and they basically this is one of the reasons why they kick him out you cannot trust someone who basically is slowly plotting behind you plotting behind your back meech is starting to humanize himself as he's as he doesn't want to kill Lamar. Now, I, I this thing with Lamar was crazy. Uh, Lamar kills Meech's baby mama and leaves the daughter motherless. 
and Meech, instead of just taking this guy out once and for all, basically tells the brother to give him a bunch of laced up crack, um, coke crack, and basically Lamar goes crazy, and they just leave him in an alleyway, you know, Terry, Terry is trying, and I don't know, this, I felt like they should have taken him out, but it is what it is in the series, I guess it wouldn't make sense, because the actual uh, Lamar is still out there, but I'm not sure if he really did kill uh, Big Meech's baby mama, we don't know if that could be fictional, or could that be real, we have no idea, um, overall, um, season two of BMF is a drastic improvement in over season one. I think season one, they were just trying to get it out there, trying to get their feet wet. It's never easy with season one. Anything with a season one is never easy because you're just trying to get adjusted. You're trying to get acclimated out there with season two. It definitely was a lot smoother. The episodes went by a little quicker, faster, more fast paced. Um, I think everybody made fun of Young Miami um, because of her acting, uh, of her acting abilities. I think it was a scene when um, Big Meech and them and her and the Young Miami's character's husband got killed, and Big Meech had to go and tell her. And you didn't see the emotional response like a typical drama scene would have it. And a lot of people um, on social media trolled her about it, which I think was mean and just disrespectful. But then again, it just shows you people are just, a lot of people are just mean in general. So I think maybe she learned an opportunity from that, take acting classes and just be better and come up with a more dramatic, more cohesive um, performance in, a, in, the next, in the next one. Because you can only get better. That's what it is in this industry. Anyhow, BMF season two, um, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed season one a lot. You saw the progression of Big Meech and Terry. This one in season two, you hear a lot of Terry's voice. In season one, you heard a lot of Big Meech's voice. So, in fact, they both, you know, were just telling the story of how they came up from the drug game in Detroit and eventually how they got taken down in 2005. Uh, we see that in the very first episode of season two, the takedown, and then it goes back to the story, it goes back to the 80s, so and into the 90s and stuff like that. So pay attention; it's a really good series. You see a lot of twists and turns. Um, overall, it, it just but it has a different feel to it. I wish 50 Cent was still working with Stars, and but however, Stars did not want to pay him its true value. He's working at Fox. I don't know. I I think they greenlit uh, BMF season three, but these ten episodes, I'm telling you, they're frustrating too. They're frustrating because ten episodes, honestly, it's supposed to be 15 episodes. Can we get 15, 20 episodes? This whole 10 episode ordeal, it, it, it's just, it, it, it's annoying. It's a good series, and I want to see more episodes done by stars, definitely. So, overall, definitely check out check out the series, uh, BMF. It's playing on stars. It's a definitely a good watch. It's a definitely um, amazing world that you'll see the grittiness of the 80s and the early 90s play out. How two young brothers are basically trying to make it on the top of the food chain by selling cocaine. 
think about it. They're sellers. They're not they're not buyers. They know who they're selling it to. They got buyers, they're selling and they're trying to reach the American dream because they know, like everybody else knows, that cash rules everything around them. And in order for them to stay on top, they gotta do what they have to do. And that's why BMF was created. So anyway, check it out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the BKJ Map Podcast Experience. Peace, love, always one.